was like an old man hooked up to an IV who's like dying. <laughs> what? <laughs> inside the vault. <laughs> you found me. It's Al Capone. He faked his death and he locked himself in that vault. Ah, salutations, <laughs> good sirs. Yeah. Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week, we are talking about buried treasures of a different sort, the kind that are not buried, perhaps, but locked away above ground. Actually, sometimes they were buried. I forgot. We are talking about vaults and time capsules, locked up safes, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, stuff that's been hidden away. Yeah. Um, sometimes, and this is something that I've always been kind of curious about. I feel like I we did this in school or something at some point. The idea of taking little tchotchkes or bits of memorabilia, something valuable, and putting it in a box, burying it underground, saying, this is a time capsule. We're going to open this in 25 years. Right. Um, now, I do think that we did that when I was a kid. But I, 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 I never got an update. <laughs> did they open it? What, what did I do? How did I partake in this? I got to tell you, I was talking to my chiropractor about this today because, first of all, I told him I was looking up a bunch of stuff about time capsules. And I'm surprised. Like, I wasn't teeing him up for him to ask me about it. And then I tell him about the podcast. I don't think that it's his deal. Yeah. But I was just like, so I was looking up stuff about time capsules today and blah, blah, blah. And um, he told me that he knows that he buried one when he was in school, but he has never gotten an update on it. Like, how do you check this out? And so I think this might be a common problem. That's interesting. Yeah, because it's it certainly is an idealistic thing to mm-hmm. say, we'll bury this and we'll dig it up at some point in the future and marvel at how much time has passed or, or something. Right. Um, but I don't know how many people are actually keeping up on this. It's almost like there's that thing they say about squirrels where they <laughs> they spend all of their time collecting like acorns and nuts uh-huh. And they forget where they hide them. <laughs> they like yeah. stash them away for the winter and then forget where they buried them. So occasionally that somebody sucks. will just like, yeah, somebody will have like a broken down car in their driveway. And then years later they open the hood and it's full of nuts. <laughs> like, some forgetful squirrel was hiding them there, you know? Um, but yeah, this episode comes to us courtesy of our listener, Tori, who had yes. posted this as a suggestion last week during our live stream. We record this episode live on youtube.com slash pod. Uh, you can keep up with us at pod on social media to see when we're going to record. Usually it's Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if you don't mind, Kristen, real quick before we dive into the topics, I want to throw it out there. Follow me online. I'm at the Myth Traveler, and I've been doing a new fun ritual. Every morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, I've been going live and solving the New York Times crossword puzzles, the full-on crossword, the daily mini. I'm racing against people because you can friend each other from within the New York Times crossword puzzle app, and so we compete to see who will get the fastest time. I'm doing the Wordle. Yeah, I know it's like, you know, trendy little puzzle things, but it's fun. It's a fun way to start the day. It gets your 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 engine going. It gets your brain stirring. It's a little positive, and particularly right now while I'm you know, uh, I don't know, exploring and breaking new stories and putting together pitch decks. Um, it's, it's a fun little ritual for me to have every morning to get in gear and force myself to sit at my desk and do some hard earned work before yeah. and after. So, uh, follow me at the myth traveler and I'm streaming that on twitch.tv slash the myth traveler every weekday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. Join us. Yeah. It's super it's fun. Super, it's yeah. It's super, super cool. Highly recommend people help me in the chat. 
I require mm-hmm. a lot of help. Um, <laughs> it's 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 a it's a good time. Yeah. Uh, if you're at a job, if you're one of those people that uh, didn't get laid off, <laughs> right? One um, of those. Procrastinate. Throw it on in the background and listen. Just hang out. You don't have to tell anybody. I do want yeah. you to share it, but I mean, uh, naturally. Uh, just just say I heard this is good. Don't let your boss think that this is what you're doing all morning. Yeah, right. Yeah. Somebody told me this is great. Or start a rumor that it's good for productivity. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's you know, a good like one. Hearing people working things out it without you even realizing it on a subconscious level, it's getting mm-hmm. your gears turning. Yes, it's a little bit of light detective work and cleverness. People used to like to watch us solve stuff online, Kristen. Right. And they I did. think that this might scratch some of that itch. So join yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, let's dive in. What do you What do you want to do? Do you want me to start? Do you want to start? I'd like you to start. You want me to start? Yeah, so um, I'm uh, focusing primarily in this episode on safes, safes mm-hmm. and vaults. Frequently, it seems, if I'm poking around on like Reddit, this seems to happen almost every few months, where someone will post like, "I bought a new house and look what I found." Yeah, and it's that they, you know, were renovating the house a little bit, ripped down some drywall, and my God, there's a combination lock sticking out of the wall there. Oh my God, it's a safe. Oh my there's God. a safe built into the house. And so they'll post this on Reddit and everyone starts, you know, rallying in the comments saying, open it, open it. What do you think is going to be in there? And I think pretty notoriously a few years back, somebody posted, like found a safe. It dragged on and on and on for weeks mm-hmm. of people trying to get them to open it. And it, was a dud. It never happened. They never opened it. There was nothing to see. What? They never yeah. opened it? Or they just, you know, ghosted. They didn't come back. That's my uh, understanding. That sucks. So now it's almost like a thing on Reddit of like, yeah, 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 you found a safe. Is there something in it or not? Yeah, right. Let's not drag this out. What you have 24 hours to, to update us or yeah, we're all or moving on with our lives. Right. Yeah. So uh, admittedly, once I started researching this, because I was like, I, I wonder what the deal is with those kinds of stories. I found a million, a million of these stories. I cannot believe how evidently common it seems uh-huh. to find a safe. You know, a lot of them are are, are buried in the floorboards or um, had been, you know, concreted into the foundation. It seems like people are constantly finding safes in houses that wow. they bought. We um, never found a safe. No, but it d- doesn't it make you wonder that, like, I also haven't ripped down all the drywall in this house. That's true. It's you. It, seems like it happens a lot during like renovations and demos exactly so like short of doing that what am i just supposed to check every square inch of this house to see if there's a safe in the floor or wall i wouldn't be surprised if there was a safe in in your floor or something there might be it seems like the owners because your house is really old yeah it's 100 years old 102 a lot of strange quirks yes oh without a doubt there are some quirks to it so yeah i would not be yeah. surprised at all so uh what i've got here i've got a few fun minis and then i've got the granddaddy of all safe cracking events um so let's start with this i, I went on youtube and i i searched you know uh we found a safe now i'm gonna request maybe we do a quickie and then go to the granddaddy quickie and then granddaddy yeah okay because for all i know the granddaddy could take up the whole show oh you think so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it really Certainly will. not impossible, but I think that we should get it out of the way early. Okay, fine. All right, so let's do a quickie for an example. We'll do the granddaddy, and if time permits, we'll do a, a yeah. another fun one. So um, I went on YouTube, and I just looked up We Found a Safe. And you get tons of clickbait 
like like YouTube thumbnails, people going like, "Whoa!" And they're like, "I know." There red were arrows, lot. dollar signs. Point. You'll never believe what we found in this safe. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> it, it's awesome, Kristen. That was also a thing for um, time capsule videos. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, people are any sort of mystery, any sort of mystery uh, boxing. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, look what we found. Whoa! It's so funny. Um, we should just call this like you'll never believe what we found in these <laughs> safe yeah, videos. You'll never believe what we found in these. Top 15 safes. Yeah, number seven will make you poop your pants and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and scream. Number eight will ruin your life. <laughs> so uh, th- this is one that I really enjoyed. It came to us, and I'll have links for this in the show notes, full show notes on gttupod.com. Uh, this comes from the channel Abandoned Exploration Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Found Safe Full of Money Hidden in Wall of Millionaire's Mansion Breaking into Abandoned Safe. Okay. And it seems to have done, it's got, you know, like half a million views. Like, we, we should. you everything you need. We really should title all of our episodes on YouTube. Like, we talk about scary stuff. You won't believe. What a shock. Oh, big, I know. big wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, they're cutting open this enormous safe. They're using sawzalls. They're, they're using every power tool that you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And, and it made me almost feel like you could arguably, if you found a safe, um uh just make it your pet project to like yeah every night i hit it with a hammer yeah until you like gradually wear it down rather than like a million hammer hits for 24 straight hours exactly it seems like a real pain in the ass so just like yeah every time i walk past this safe i smash the hinge with a hammer (laughs) i'm gonna (laughs) loosen this peanut butter jar up Someday, someday this will be open. Eventually they do rip this open. So we'll cut to the chase. Uh, They find inside this thing, a dagger, like in a sheath, like a dramatic, almost like Persian looking dagger, Um, a box of bullets. Okay. A pocket watch, a jewelry box that looks like a tiny legend of Zelda treasure chest. Uh huh. And so they're like, is the gun going to be in this? What's this? They open it up and it's completely empty. Yeah. And then they find an envelope labeled emer- for emergencies. And when they pull that envelope open, it is filled with what appears to be like crisp, brand new $100 bills. That's so cool. Now, I'm not saying that they freshly got this stuff out of the ATM and put it in a safe and then cracked it on the show. I'm not, that's not the claim that I'm making. What right. I'm saying is... The hundred dollars in that envelope was incredibly well preserved. That that case, that safe, must yeah. have been like a hyperbaric chamber to keep everything like perfectly preserved. Huh? I mean, maybe it. I don't know. Could that be? Sure, I guess. I don't know. The fact like, of the matter you know, is, I, I do not know. I kind of think that doesn't sound too crazy because it's yeah. being kept away from all of the elements and stuff. Then, like, I guess, but I don't know. I, I, don't I guess know. there's probably some. How old did they say it was? I don't know how old it was. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it really was only like a few weeks old. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, And then uh, uh, this one I'm only going to throw out there. This is even more mini than that. Mm. Um, uh, Storage units. I found a channel called Treasure Hunting with Jeebus. Okay. (laughs) One million cash found in safe inside storage unit. One million cash. One million cash. One million cash. So this is a guy. He bought a storage unit for a thousand dollars. Like they, they, that's a show, right? Storage wars. You yeah. bid on these storage units that have either been like defaulted on or or no longer have like a proper owner. 
Right. And so he bought the say the storage unit for a thousand bucks. And as he's sorting through it, he sees that there's a safe in there. There's a lockbox. There are envelopes, and he just keeps pulling out wads of co- of cash, oh wads and wads God. and wads of cash. And uh, it, it's like inc- it made me think like, should we just right? What if Guide to the Unknown bought a storage unit? Some guys have all the luck. I I feel like it's so iffy that there'd be anything interesting. Yeah, there could be nothing. You yeah, could literally just be, waste your money. It would have to be an extremely low price for because the thing is we <laughs> if we just did that, like it could be that we lose money and we don't even get a good show out of it. Because it could just be like well, old coats in there that aren't even good. There's nothing to talk about. Except Kristen, maybe we drag it out to a two hour long special and we call it the mystery of the storage unit. I can't do that to our people. Um, well, listen, it, it got some enormous ratings when somebody notable did it. Let's get to the granddaddy story. Okay. The granddaddy of all safe cracking events, mm-hmm. uh, really. So April 21st, 1986, there's a broadcast. The title of the show, The Mystery of Al Capone's Vault. Oh, yeah. It is a two hour long live investigation yeah. Hosted by Geraldo Riviera. Rivera. Rivera. Go ahead. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> you thought it was Geraldo Riviera? I don't know. How many times have you heard this guy's name? I mean, how, how Kristen, <laughs> do you th- he's not a, a terribly large part of my life. <laughs> I know, but I, I would say he, he's been, you know, skirting the edges of all of our lives for our entire lifetimes at this point for you and me i've heard his name like a million times but not in a million years uh, you no know. i have really yeah that Walter shirtless Rivera. selfie a few years back yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he was posting some uh he's a thirst trap this Geraldo. <laughs> the most unlikely thirst trap yeah um it'd be funny if he was trying to use like a pseudonym online and he went by Geraldo riviera <laughs> it's like no one will even know <laughs> Oh God! No what was Anthony Weiner's um, name that he went by? Carlos. Oh, Carlos Danger. Carlos Danger. That's yeah. right. Oh my God! What a nightmare. I so, know. The Wait, that'd of... be like Anthony Weiner going. No, it wouldn't be. Never mind. Never what? mind. What? What was your joke? Let's hear be your like, good joke. <laughs> be like Anthony Weiner going by Anthony Hot Dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so close to what his real name is. You're right, Tony Hot Dog. Like hiding in hiding in plain sight. It's me, Tony <laughs> that's, Hot Dog. That's the same as Geraldo Riviera. Riviera. Um, so uh, it was, a, uh, like I said, a two-hour-long show. It was live. 30 million people watched. It is one of, like, the highest-rated broadcasts, like, of all time. Oh, man. Um, according to Wikipedia, Rivera had inadvertently launched a no-news form of news where instead of reporting on news itself he built a program that was about possible events and hypothetical views so al capone was this mobster right from around the turn of the century in the 20 he was eventually arrested in 1931 so this goes back a hundred years Mm-hmm. Um, Al Capone was a mobster in Chicago. He rose up the ranks. He like 
killed his own mob boss boss and took over the crime operation. He yeah, was I really into, don't know a lot about him. I know. I looked up a little bit just for this. It's not the point about who is Al Capone. Right. Uh, but just for context. So he like he was into gambling and prostitution and running liquor during prohibition, all that kind of stuff. Like classic old mobster stuff. Uh-huh. And he was notable for it's it's believed that he organized what was called the Saint Valentine's Day Massacre where he essentially organized a hit on seven rival mobsters shot dead while he's vacationing in Florida. So he couldn't possibly have been involved, you know, but he was, he was pulling the string. So big time mobster, eventually he's caught on tax evasion. Mm -hmm. It was what they got him for in the long run. Yeah, they'll take it. He ends up locked in Alcatraz, which I think I will be visiting in the next few weeks. I know, The Rock. The the Rock. I'm going to be traveling through The Rock. (laughs) Maybe I should watch The Rock at The Rock. Hell yeah, you should watch. Don't they have a... No, this can't be... I'm sure they do. I'm doubting everything because I feel weird. I know. Um, I, I think they'd... Yeah. Oh, oh we should also events. say, if the episode sounds or looks different, it's because Kristen's back is out, so we're recording remotely. Right. And I'm completely horizontal. She's literally lying in bed while we do this show right now, because with, Kristen's a goddamn professional. I do what I can. with my. If I was feeling worse, I would probably not do it, but I, I'm okay. I can handle it. Okay. But, um, but I do not feel great, and so I think everything i'm saying sounds crazy but yeah do they i think they might have events at alcatraz i wouldn't be shocked where they like screen the rock listen even if they don't it's not impossible that they might there are so many places that that do events like that now where you can you know screen jaws in the water or right you know at the beach in long island or they show friday the 13th at the camp in jersey right stuff Mm -hmm. like that so um okay so al capone in the 30s, toward the end of his career, the last three years of his criminal empire, he was working out of the Lexington Hotel in Chicago. When he's caught, he's still working in the Lexington Hotel. So 50 years later, a company is renovating the building, and they think that they have stumbled across, um, like, tunnels. And, and like, you know, like, a smuggling operation hidden within the building and a vault. A vault they don't of, make them like this anymore. They don't. Who knows what might be in that vault? Mm-hmm. So, Geraldo Rivera, a then sort of like, I believe, almost like, I wouldn't call him disgraced. It seems like he had to like win back his career in a way. He had been, uh, yeah, this is from Wikipedia. Geraldo Rivera had been fired from ABC in 1985 after criticizing the network for canceling a report on an alleged uh, relationship between JFK and Marilyn Monroe. Oh, interesting. And, and that was sort of what pushed him to be like, well, I'm going to do this. This will this will put me back in the, the spotlight. We'll do something big and flashy. Mm-hmm. So he uh, schedules this two-hour broadcast. He's got IRS agents on standby in case when they open the vault, they find a ton of money that yeah. you know the oh, IRS yeah, needs to claim. That- There's a medical examiner on site in case they open the the vault or go into these catacombs. There's like an old man hooked up to an IV who's like dying. What? (laughs) inside the vault. You found me. It's Al Capone. He faked his death and he locked himself in that vault. Ah, salutations, good sirs. Yeah. It seems that you've You've... solved my riddle. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. Congratulations. Congratulations. 
It, You've solved the puzzle I left you. You've proven yourselves worthy to enjoy my treasure. <laughs> <laughs> old man. It's like Jigsaw. Yeah, like on death's absolute door. Yeah. Hey, uh, mom is calling me. Oh, God. Let's see. <laughs> hey, mom. Absolutely. Hi, honey. I watched this live. You did? What, I did. What was your thought? I was so excited. I was sure that there was going to be something there. I mean, Geraldo Rivera, after all, <laughs> would he lead us down a dark stairway? Yes. And have us tumble and fall yes. into Yes. Yes. I didn't think so. He was on Channel 7 ABC in New York. He was he was one of their reporters, and that's when there were like three stations in the universe. ABC was one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there was a whole lot of build up to this. I thought he was really kind of cute. I liked the mustache, and it was so nothing. I know it was nothing. So did did it ruin you for Geraldo Rivera? <laughs> did it make you go like screw the mustache? I don't, no thanks. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> I couldn't trust him anymore. No. I couldn't. No one I could. Placed, I placed all of my faith in his judgment, and it was a done deal. America did. Anyway, yeah. I just I just wanted to say hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Mom. <laughs> I witnessed history. Your mother did. You sure did. Yes. Wow. Have a great program, guys. Thank you, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Right. Bye. Bye. All right. Some boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, investigation. From cub reporter Kathy Rogers. That's right. Um, uh, so yeah, this, this aired, this was right before I was born. So actually I was, uh, uh, I probably heard this. (laughs) Yeah, right. You were in, you were in a vault as well. I I was in the vault. Yeah, Yeah, you were in mom's vault. That's right. Um, so here's how the, um, here's how the show started. Okay. He goes, I'm Geraldo Rivera and you're about to witness a live television event. A massive concrete vault has been discovered. Some think it belonged to none other than no- the notorious Al Capone. Well, tonight. Wait, we didn't even know? Well, I, I mean, who knows what it's going to be? Yeah. This could all turn out to be absolutely nothing. Spoiler alert, it, it does. Right. Um, well, tonight, for the first time, that vault is going to be opened live. It doesn't get open, Kristen. Out of the two hours here, there's a YouTube video. You can watch the whole thing online. So without commercials, which I would have loved to have seen. I wish the commercials yeah. were still part of the YouTube video. The yeah, YouTube video ends up being a little over an hour and a half. Okay. An hour and 20 minutes, an hour and 28 minutes in is when he goes like, well, everybody, and reveals what's going on. So he spends an hour and a half. Just like amping this up. Amping it up. On site being like. All right, they've rigged up dynamite. We're going to blow the next part of the wall. At one point, he pushes down like an old-fashioned dynamite plunger to set off charges so they can get deeper into these catacombs. That's awesome. Um, But it's a mixture of, and it makes a lot of sense, it's a mixture of genuine live reporting on scene at the Lexington Hotel. Mm -hmm. And then he'll go, to learn more about Al Capone, I visited this person. Take a look. And he'll throw to a pre-recorded clip. So there okay. are a ton of pre-recorded clips. But the point of the, ma- the, the, the show, really, is while we're leading up to the vault, it's really primarily a show about Al Capone and about like being a mobster, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost, to, to my modern eye, it's like a true crime show. 
in a way. Mm -hmm. He sort of just explains who Al Capone was. But by marketing it as, we're going to see what's in the vault, who gives a shit about any of that? If you said that this was a report about, like, we're going to talk about Al Capone, who was, Mm -hmm. you know, notorious, then sure, that makes sense, given what you're doing. But to be like, it's all about the vault, it's two hours, and all you're doing is learning about the past... (laughs) Yeah, you're like, oh, come on. Open the vault. I want to see all the riches and the old man in the vault. Yeah, greetings. Yeah. <laughs> um, at one point, uh, he fires a Tommy gun. What? Why? For, Just so he can feel like an old-time mobster? Yeah, for, for no reason. He's like, this is it, a Tommy gun. We, uh, mobsters would call this the typewriter. And with it, they wrote a bloody tale of terror. Oh, my God. And he's like... Yeah, he goes like... It's like... Now that was interesting. Now sometimes they wouldn't use the stock on the gun. Why is that? And the and a gun expert's like, so they could fire it out of a car. And he's like, okay, all right. You know, like, there's nothing Dude, to say. There's nothing, you know what I mean? Get to the vault. It's interesting, but don't if it's not positioned as lead up. Yeah, whatever. right. So uh, they they even have clips that are not about anything. This is how some of the buildup worked. Some other guy is like, we asked a lot of people what they think will be in the vault. Let's get their opinions. Some people go, uh, probably paraphernalia from Prohibition era. A lot of people say bones. Most mm-hmm. people say cash. There's even a funny lady who's there. She goes, I think it's going to be tickets to Hawaii. Oh, my God. It's like so of an era. Yeah, know? definitely. And there are two older ladies who I think uh, are like spot on. One of them says, I don't think they'll find anything but bones down there. And the other one says, probably it'll be an empty vault. Okay, these gals were on it. They know that it's nothing. So right. about an hour in, um, da, 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 da. oh, 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 I wanted to say this. We talked about a show a while back, Ghost Watch. We did yes. an episode talking about um, like a mockumentary fake broadcast that was saying like, we're a live news report and we're investigating a haunted house, Ghost Watch. Yeah, uh, it was Everybody awesome. should check it out. It rules. Yeah. Um, watching this, watching Geraldo and the, the structure of this live report, mm-hmm. I just kept thinking like, man, Ghost Watch was awesome. And man, were they spot on with production yeah. value, tone and style. Watching the Geraldo thing, I kept just thinking about like, I wish. Wow, what if this was awesome? What if this was awesome? And I wish this was like fictionalized. I wish right. that this did culminate in him being yeah. like, let's open the door, boys. And there's and a little old man. Yeah. <laughs> you found me. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. Tank. I'm Al Capone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that kick out of my that's head. what I was hoping for. If they had gone up to me on the street and asked me, that's what I would have told them. That's great. So the entire show is speculation and nonsense. And then they come back from commercial and Geraldo is blowing a... Uh, not a foghorn, a toot horn. What's that thing? The an jackass? air horn? An air horn. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. He's blowing an air horn to get everyone's attention. And then uh, he, uh, everyone's been digging down there, right? Like the vault is not necessarily a standalone safe with a door you open. It's like an area of space that they keep digging in. And they keep saying that they've had like, you know, sonic devices and seismographs and stuff or something that show that there are tunnels or whatever. So they keep digging, yeah. trying to find stuff. And clearly, they ran out of time before they could show anything good. So here's how they sign off, Kristen. Again, this is an hour and 20 man- 28 minutes into, on YouTube, an hour and a half long thing. He goes, right. 
When we started opening this vault, we had no idea what we'd find inside. As it turns out, we haven't found very much. Okay. At, at least not yet. He keeps, he'll, he, he continually refers to a vague future of like, possibly later we'll find something, but nothing, nothing ever comes of any of this ever. They yeah, ever, maybe hoping that they'll have a second special about this. Maybe, I don't know. He goes, a legend, a half century old or so has been resolved. He clearly has nothing to say and hasn't planned for the eventuality that there's nothing. Right. And here he starts to look completely defeated. Oh. And it is the weirdest, worst sign-off of all time. He that starts sucks. melting more and more, and he goes, I'm as disappointed as you are. The sonic test must have been slightly awry. And then this happens. He goes, let's pull together the crew. This was my crew that I worked with. They were incredible, which is a wonderful thing to do. Yes. And he goes, now I told some of my critics that if I didn't find anything, I'd sing a song. So he steps forward and half-heartedly starts going, Chicago, Chicago. All right, I'm gone. I'll see ya. Good night. Oh, man. I'm sorry. See you next time. Take it easy. And the show oh, ends. Oh, man. The show completely ends with him walking away. That's brutal. All right, I'm gone. I'll see ya. Good night. And he said, I'm sorry, right? I'm sorry. See you next time. Take it easy. And he oh, just wanders man. off. And that's the end of the report. I'm sure he just didn't know what to do with himself. What do you do? You gotta have a plan. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a plan for what if How there's nothing. How could you not have planned that there'd be like nothing in there? Like just in case, you know? I mean, it seems likely. I understand their excitement because Al Capone, I mean, I think ostensibly was like very rich. I mean, yeah. you know, so... I can see why you would think there might be interesting stuff in there, but how could you not ask yourself the question, what if we open it and there's like nothing in there, there's nothing to talk about? Exactly. Like, I know. How could you not have... And just man, have something in your back pocket if that is the just case. Case. Some final reveal... so unlikely. You've been doing this entire show about Al Capone's life and times, like find something vaguely new to say or interview yeah. someone who's got something new to say and go, well... Turns out that his safe had nothing. Did he take it all with him? Did he have somebody who cleared out his safe? Who knows where his riches could be now? All we know for sure, a former associate had this to say. Yep. Good luck. Absolutely. Keep hunting. Goodbye. You know what I mean? Like, spin nothing into something. You can. You absolutely can spin nothing into something. It's amazing that they didn't think about that. That they didn't. I know. I think everybody probably does now. Although, I will say... As much as I love Stephen Colbert, mm-hmm. he did a live election night special for 2016. And oh, they okay. clearly were blindsided on air when the results went the way they didn't expect them to go. And the I show mean, so many people were. sort of fell apart right in front of everybody's eyes. They did mm-hmm. not have any material planned for what if uh, Donald Trump wins. And, and so very similarly, it, it sort of like... Yeah, man, just kind of petered out. Exactly. Well, at least I'm sure that was kind of like cathartic for a lot of people to watch because we were, I mean, so many of us were all just like completely shocked. True, true, true. But yeah, I guess my point is really like, I guess being live and not having a plan does still happen. Yeah. Not to us. No. No, 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 no. Coming up after the break. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to find out what's, uh, we're going to find something. I'm not sure. Something um, or other. Uh, so there you go, Raj. That's that's safes. Uh, 
Um, the one other thing that I, I will say, those older ladies who were like, it'll probably be nothing. Mm-hmm. We're so right, and especially looking at and researching other times that people have found safes in their homes. Right. It seems like people will install a safe into the floor somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, frequently, it seems like in the that little Harry Potter room underneath a, yeah. a staircase. They'll embed it in the ground. It'll be concreted in, covered with a, a built-in carpet, something like that. Yep. And then when they move or leave the house, they'll empty it yeah. and leave the safe behind. So even if you find a safe, odds are that it's going to be completely empty. empty. William, you're reminding me, we actually do have a built-in safe here that the previous owners, because um, I, I, it's so, I see it constantly because it's, it's built into, you're right, kind of the floor of our coat closet and the floor isn't flush. It kind of comes up to this weird angle to accommodate the downstairs and it's not hidden in any way, shape or form. It's like this, you know, 3D box coming out of it Oh, with a code that they, they left us somewhere. So how, how, how did you not think about this? I don't know. Cause it, it, it was, it's such a nothing. What's in it Chrissy's was, vault? nothing not a damn thing it was strange when we first yeah you're right it was strange when we first moved in but i i think i didn't think about because i see it like every single day and i just don't even think anything of it at this point well all right yeah you gotta hide something in that vault if you if you ever move or something you gotta put something in there and break the lock so that people can't open it through conventional means yeah you're absolutely right i did leave i know i talked about this on an episode of the show a long time ago when we moved out of our last apartment i did write stuff on the inside of the closet for yeah. somebody to peek at. I can't, I, so it was something nice, though. It wasn't something scary. I, I've absolutely done that before. I remember when we moved from our first house when we were little kids in Connecticut, mm-hmm. I, I dug what I said was going to be a time capsule, and I yeah. put a Stretch Armstrong in there, oh, and yeah. then just covered it with, like, you know, two inches of gravel. I know. Somebody found it immediately. I was a little kid. But yeah. um, I, I have done that with places that we've lived. I've like written something on the wall or something like that. Yeah, I, it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. And and a place can be very special to you, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you want to still sort of keep a part of it or, or imprint on it right. somehow because it's important to you. Um, right. Yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. What do you think? All right. Shall we? So Shall I want to, before we move on to your topic... Um, mm-hmm. I want to say a couple of things. Everybody, make sure if you're enjoying this show that you consider sharing it with people. Spread the word about Guide to the Unknown. If you enjoy the show, there's a very good chance that your friends will too. Especially if they're into spooky stuff or mysterious stuff. Um, we would really appreciate if you consider posting about the show, um, sharing some of the things that we put on our social media at GTTUPod, or even leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or even Podchaser. Podchaser is sort of an IMDB for podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. That would be very, very much appreciated. And something that I uh, want to do real quick, I want to highlight, um, because as we mentioned, um, uh, at uh, I just want to highlight some people that I used to work with on the show a little bit. And we're going right. to start here with Alaska Kellum, who is a graphic designer that I worked with at Hunt a Killer. Absolutely incredible, incredible work. You can find all of Ask Alaska's work, her portfolio, everything on alaskaskellum.com. That's Alaska, like the state, S as in middle name, Ke- uh, Kellum is K-E-L-L-U-M. 
And Alaska's uh, uh, About Me says this. Alaska S. Kellum is an illustrator, comic artist, des uh, designer, roller derby skater, loner, and rebel. In 2012, she gra graduated from the Delaware College of Art and Design with an AFA in illustration. She continued her education at the Maryland Institute College of Art, graduating in 2014. She worked as a product d designer for Hunt a Killer and a graphic designer for Exit 10 Advertising. Um, and on Alaska's website, you can see some of the incredible work that mm -hmm. uh, she did. I worked with Alaska on the Hunt a Killer Blair Witch series, and I, I've always just been blown away by Alaska's work. So on the website, you can see some of the stuff that she made for those boxes. Uh, so, so cool. Spooky, uh, fascinating, a ton of authenticity, because a lot of this is about like sort of like replicating styles. Mm -hmm. Um did the, the in-world branding for um, a, a podcast called Super Neutral that we put into the Blair Witch universe. Kristen and I actually played characters in this. I, I wrote these shows, and mm -hmm. I, I loved Alaska's designs. Um, here are some uh, uh, monsters and like creatures, some of which, if you're watching the video version of this show, Guide to the Unknown listeners, you might recognize. Knitting yeah. Betty, we learned about um, from an episode. Um, the Squonk. I have a, a weird writing history with. Um, you mm -hmm. can also see Alaska did all the brand design work for the long hallway. Um, and I just, w the second that Alaska sent these to me, I was completely blown away. They're so cool. I've always loved Alaska's work. Um, uh, she's crushing it. She does not need our help whatsoever, but I do love the idea of, of boosting people whose work I admire. So uh, if you're, uh, if you need any graphic design done, uh, please check out alaskaskellum.com. Uh, Alaska's work is incredible, and any company will be insanely lucky to, to work with her. Um, yeah. So there you go. Excellent. Cool. Okay. The other thing that I want to mention in the middle of the show is that Will and I are going to be appearing at the Jersey Devil Fable Festival in Asbury Park on May 7th. So this is going to be a street fair that you can just walk up and hang out at, at the Paranormal Books and Curiosities Shop in Asbury Park. And there's going to be all kinds of stuff. We're going to be doing a live show from there. There are going to be vendors and artists and psychics and all kinds of super, super fun live events so definitely come to asbury park which is a cool town anyway and check us out and you can get more information about that if you go to the paranormal museum website and uh yeah come see us it's gonna be a lot of fun everybody and especially yep. doing a live show is something that we haven't obviously done in a good long while yeah um, and so i I'm, I'm really excited about doing that so make sure that you come check that out when is that again Raj? It is May 7th. It actually is on May 6th and 7th, but Will and I are going to be there only on May 7th. Yep. And I believe the 6th is um, like a film festival or like a film screening. Cool. So it's not exactly the you know whole festival, but you can still check out everything about it if you go to paranormalbooksnj.com. Awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, cool. All right. So let's talk about some time capsules. Yeah. All right. So, Will... Have you ever wondered about the first time capsules? Have I? Has, has this crossed your mind? Nightly. Okay. Well, I'm glad that I'm going to help you get some Zs. So the Epic of Gilgamesh oh. uh -oh. <laughs> is considered humanity's earliest literary work. 
And the book opens with instructions of how to find a copper box that's located in the foundation in the Great Walls of Uruk. Oh. And they say that in the box were the tales of Gilgamesh. So the idea of leaving a message for future generations to find, even if you don't call it a time capsule, is over 5,000 years old. So basically, the Epic of Gilgamesh says the only reason you're holding this book in your hands is because it was left for you Whoa! in a time capsule. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's neat. Um, and the first time it was actually called a time capsule in those words were uh, at the World's Fair in New York in 1937. So I was reading this history of the time capsule and I thought to myself, I bet people don't really do them very often anymore because the internet is basically a time capsule. Yeah, that's true. You know, like everything that we would want future generations to know or see or hear can all just be looked up online. So they seem kind of obsolete to me. So I looked up whether they are still really much of a thing. And it turns out there was actually recently a time capsule boom. Oh, really? So, mm hmm. So there's a website for the International Time Capsule Society that holds a registry for time capsules around the world. So if you create one, you can give them the information about it so they'll have it. And then I guess maybe when the year comes up, and a flare will go out and let people know that there's a time capsule ready to be unearthed. Um, but they said that there was an increase of at least tenfold, if not many more, during the pandemic. And that time capsule registrations were just rolling in. That's, I wonder, I wonder if that is like, is there, is there almost like a morbid cause for that? You think like everybody was sort of like newly aware of their own mortality? Maybe. I mean, the article that I read about it said that it was kind of attributing it to how historic a time in history this was mm. and maybe wanting to preserve that in a different kind of way. Yeah. But I mean, I can absolutely imagine that mortality played into this a little bit and like what's going to be left of you like those kinds of thoughts yeah the the awareness that all of this is somewhat like sort of like fleeting but that does make mm -hmm. sense too this is also an incredibly sort of like significant period of time people are going to yeah. talk about this for like centuries for, yeah, centuries yeah it's crazy um but so people were leaving very uh pandemic centric things in time capsules masks toilet paper was actually a big one which people were joking about like they're gonna think it's so weird that there was such a rush on toilet paper and like it seems like such a i don't know like you just have it but like all the shelves were empty some disgusting person in the future is gonna be like now what is this contraption <laughs> back back in the back in the 20th 21st century the beginning of the 21st century they used to wipe, wipe their asses with dry paper and think that takes care of disturbing. it disturbing and now here in the future where we're so much more refined we don't do anything Right, we have robots clean our asses for us. <laughs> we don't even clean them. <laughs> no, in the future, they're going to have, you know, terrible indentured machines doing this <laughs> and all that. I hate this job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So anyway, so we'll have some interesting time capsules to open in, you know, however long they want it, 20, 50 years or whatever, with these relics of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some 
like weird findings in time capsules. So there was a demolition crew in Albuquerque, New Mexico that found a time capsule from 1968 that was near something that used to be an elementary school. And um, one of the kids was a real jokester and his name was Greg Lee Youngman. And he wrote this, what is to be understood is that he was writing in character as a ghost. Oh. So this is the 1968 time capsule. And here is what this person wrote. I am dead. I go to Montgomery school. That is the olden school name. I was born 1900. You ought to know I dead. My favorite subject is spooking the police. I play the guitar. In case you don't know what it is, it is a board with strings on then. I am 10 years old. See you later, savages. Whoa, that's awesome. (laughs) I know. So, yeah, they, they, they found that. They're like, what the hell? And a bunch of the kids who actually put that time capsule together got together to look at it. And, um, you know, most kids wrote about their favorite TV shows like Lost in Space and their favorite band, which was the Monkees for some kids. And then they found that unexpected letter from Greg Lee Youngman. But it seems like everybody had fallen out of touch with him over time. So not confirmed whether he's a ghost in this timeline or not. Oh, no. I know. I mean, he was born in 1900. So if anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now let's talk about a cool TikTok um, sort of, I guess you would say, unboxing of a sort that this couple like got to find themselves in. So they were renovating an old Pennsylvania farmhouse and they found all this cool, freaky stuff behind their mantle. So they like scooched the mantle out a little bit and then old playing cards started peeking through. Oh, my God. And the couple said that it felt like it was all of a sudden, like, raining treasures. Like, there was just, like, stuff coming out. And um, there were, like, you know, old business cards, old receipts, um, and a couple of old rings. And so when I was reading this, I thought this might this story might have been a little bit of a dud for the show. Like, I was like, okay, this is interesting, but... There's not anything particularly like spooky or whatever about this. So I wasn't sure that it was going to be coverable until I hit this little interaction. So the um, the woman and the couple, Victoria, posted a picture of herself trying on some of the rings when she was posting what they found behind the mantle. And somebody commented and said, very cool, but there's no way that ring isn't haunted. Ugh. And she seemed unfazed. Uh, respond to that comment in another TikTok video and said, don't worry, we already visited the grave of the girl who died in our house. In 1927, a three-year-old girl died in the house after accidentally setting herself on fire. Oh, my God. And shows a picture of a news clipping um, with a picture of the little girl and then a picture of the grave that says Anna June Steele with her putting flowers on it. Oh, Okay. So, yeah, which is nice. But so it just took a turn I wasn't expecting toward the, you know, possibly haunted kind of thing. Like, because basically they were saying, you shouldn't wear that. It's going to be haunted. And she was saying, I think this probably belonged to this little girl. And I've, you know, paid my respects to her. So I think I'm all good wearing the ring. She doesn't, you know, she's not going to want to hurt me or something. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, 
I mean, if you're attaching that sort of uh, baggage mm-hmm. to that event, uh, I mean, I guess good that you're you're paying your respects to the ghost. But I, I think it's best for all involved that she's going to wear that ring. Yeah, I think so. But yes, as a pr- and the YouTube account isn't something that's like paranormal centric at all. It's seriously just them renovating this house. It's at Farmhouse on Beckett. Okay. So there are like those two videos. The first one where they find the stuff behind the mantle, and then her explaining the ring that are you know kind of freaky themed, and the rest is them just like like earnestly just doing a renovation on this house i mean that that only makes it more valid to me exactly it's they came across it but it's not really their whole deal yeah um here's another story so in 2015 a time capsule was unearthed um from underneath the steps of city hall in lebanon new hampshire and it turned out to have been placed there by a man named samuel stevens who was the former city surveyor and seemed to be a little bit of a jokester The capsule was an old whiskey bottle that dated back to 1944 and included a single note that said, whoever finds this bottle may keep it. Sorry, there's no liquor in it, but I drank it all up. (laughs) And he said that he also hid other whiskey bottle time capsules all around the town. Wow. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, what was this guy getting up to? I know. You know, how many of these were there? I I couldn't find follow-up. And also, what commitment to that joke? Does that mean that same joke is in all these whiskey bottles all around town? Or or multiple jokes. Like, if you get all the whiskey bottles, it's like a full comedy set. Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, that's also the kind of thing, though, where it's like... I forgot what we were talking about. It was one of those, like, almost like um, scavenger hunt. Those real-life sort of, like, treasure hunt things where it's like... He may have hidden those bottles all over the place, but 99% of the time, somebody just assumed it was garbage and threw it away. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, um, I, was, uh, I was walking around. Um, I've had this story that I'm like trying to uh, uh, break, and it involves like a physical place nearby. And so I went to, to walk around it after I dropped off Zoe at daycare. And so I was walking around, and I just I love the feeling of like, spotting something in a corner that somebody placed deliberately in -hmm. public but nobody ever actually looks at so i was walking all around this bridge and all around these like statues just looking to see if anybody's left anything behind mostly it's graffiti usually it's like a phrase or something that somebody's scrawled and nobody will ever see but i just i love that that quality of like something interesting is hiding in plain sight Oh, yeah. Absolute plain sight. Yeah, it's awesome. So, I don't know, that that jokester might be your kind of guy. It might be. Yeah. Okay, so here's an unusual time capsule. Uh, This is a little bit different because there was a French socialite who owned an apartment in Paris, but when the Nazis invaded in 1942, she fled, but continued to pay the rent on the apartment for the next 70 years, but just never returned. And so nobody knew that she even had it until she died and her family members found out about the apartment and it had been locked up and kept totally pristine. Amazing. So it was basically like a time capsule so there was a two million dollar painting inside there whoa there was a mickey mouse toy and then all sorts of just kind of interesting um like just furniture and and culture of the time yes it was so cool cool but there's another 
whole entire house, not just an apartment that was sealed up. And it is such a cool story. And I'm just going to straight up open up the website that I learned about it from because I felt like it gave really like perfect, beautiful descriptions of it. Okay. That would work really well for audio. So I'm literally going to read you this article that's uh, titled inside creepy time capsule home left empty for decade after owners mysteriously vanish. And this is from the mirror. Okay. It says unsettling pictures of a perfectly preserved 150 year old house have been shared sparking questions as to who left it behind. The home lies in the picturesque sitting of setting of Tollington Lincolnshire, but was abandoned over 10 years ago, leaving nature to slowly reclaim the building. Ivy now grows up the walls and covers almost the entire property, blanketing what was left inside a shroud of mystery. The super tidy house is rumored to have once been home to a little girl known only as Lucy, and clues to her name have been left all over the place. Hmm. However, there are no clues as to why the home has been left empty for so long. So there's a picture of the house um, with Ivy growing up like all of it like crawling over the windows and everything almost like nature reclaiming it yes yeah exactly and then a picture of a bedroom that looks like a pretty normal bedroom honestly um but there's a caption that says previous urban explorers who have visited inside the home have reported the electric toothbrushes still have having charge oh so people are just like poking around in there like nobody's business it's weird that that's your go-to for like there's still yeah. life here. It's like, if I found a toothbrush, I'm going to turn it on. Yeah, right. Let me, ch- let me check this out. Also, how old could an electric toothbrush be? Right? That feels yeah, like a modern true. device. Uh, to hold a charge, though, does seem kind of, yeah. you know. Huh. Um, so, it's a, it, this says, it still has beds neatly made up, neatly made up, lights left on, and lonely looking toys in its nursery. Previous urban explorers who have visited the home have reported the toothbrush, blah, blah, blah. One visitor who wished to remain, remain anonymous explained, Lucy's house is sort of an urban legend. Hardly anyone has ever gone inside as it's hidden and watched by angry neighbors. Oh. It's rumored that it was once a happy family home to Lucy and her parents until her mother vanished one night and never came home. And then there's a picture of like a little baby doll sitting against a window with leaves all around it. Oh my. And then another one with a rocking chair that has a teddy bear sitting in it in uh, what they think may have been Lucy's room. Lucy remained in the house with her dad until they, until they too just left one day and never came back. There are still clothes hanging up in the wardrobe and toothbrushes in the bathroom. Parts of it are starting to decay and fall down, but it's a real mystery. What happened to Lucy? It's bizarre stuff. The haunting snaps show rows of shirts neatly hung up in the wardrobe and an artificial plant neatly positioned in the once spotless conservatory, which is now water stained and rotting. And then this picture that they're showing has like an, a really old, like blocky desktop computer on a messy desk. It looks like somebody just walked away basically. Wow. And a mantle or something with pictures of the family and like a little wooden carving thing that says lucy it looks like there's a little recorder here it's so strange that this is just totally abandoned this way yeah 100 like frozen in time yeah uh in what may have been lucy's bedroom twin beds are nearly made up with cute pink sheets and a framed picture of teddies and toys uh adorning the polka dot walls 
In the corner, a a forlorn-looking teddy bear stares longingly out of the window, perching on a rocking chair that hasn't moved in a decade. Mm. And Well, not if these urban scavengers have been there because they're buzzing on toothbrushes and stuff. So Uh, I don't know about that. True. Uh, in the family bathroom, toothbrushes, a razor, and deodorant can be seen left somewhat haphazardly around the sink, which is still sparkling clean, save for a thin layer of dust. And then they show the room with the two beds with the pink sheets that they think may have been Lucy's. And what they're calling the conservatory, I mean, kind of like picture somewhat like the conservatory in Clue, but with a much, much lighter decoration scheme. Okay. So kind of like a sunroom, but there, you know, it looks like there's greenery all around it. Uh, an ancient computer sits in the messy study in another bedroom, uh, and in another bedroom, a row of sad-looking teddies sit alone in an empty cot. Hmm. A trendy black ball gown hangs on the back of one of the bedroom doors, never to be worn again. Family photos adorn the mantelpiece of the property alongside a wooden ornament fashioned into the word Lucy. The outside of the home has been overgrown with trees and shrubbery, with nature forcing its way through some of the home's windows, where ivy can be seen creeping along sills and down walls. Ivy is a son of a bitch. It'll oh yeah get everywhere. It could destroy oh, yeah. that house. I mean, maybe it, it might eventually. It'll get you. Um, so that's Lucy's house. I would recommend taking a look at pictures online if you're interested. Yeah. Okay. And I have one last little mini story, um, about a surprise time capsule that I just thought was kind of fun. So the American Legion post in post 76 in Washington had no idea that the artillery shell that was sitting in the lobby for decades was actually a secret time capsule. So they were doing some sort of maintenance on this shell for the things on it or whatever. I didn't find detail about exactly how this went down, but they discovered by accident that this giant artillery shell um, it, it looks when I think of an artillery shell, I was I'm thinking of like a bullet casing. This was like big, like an old little like an old metal lunchbox or something. Oh, OK. Um, so they found the contents dated back to 1934. The capsule included magazines, a menu from the local hotel and a trench lighter from World War One. And they found something that surprised them even more if possible in there which was a little note that said thank you for the brandy so they think from this that it's not totally impossible that somebody had previously found this time capsule and that maybe there had been a bottle of brandy inside yeah that they took and left a little thank you note in the time capsule just to kind of be cute i think that that's very interesting Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's 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 very very cool. Thank you for the brandy. Yeah, yeah a time ca- in that case, like a time capsule is not a one-time, you know, uh, time right. travel to a specific moment. It's a full story spanning those decades since it was first put mm-hmm. together. Somebody found it. I I love that. I know. I thought it was really neat. And so um, something I would like to use to kind of wrap this up is to mention that there are a lot of people who deal in kind of modern day time capsules these days. I would say geocaches are a mini, mini, mini time capsule. And some of them might not get found for a super long time. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. I actually, I I do know because you just told me about it. uh, Little brother we talked about on Guide to the Unknown a million years ago. Yes. Uh, an anonymous person sending us clues, weird cryptic stories and stuff. It turned mm-hmm. out to be my buddy Bobby. 
Um, right. He referenced that the end, or I don't know if it was literally the end, but part of that that complex series of puzzles mm-hmm. leads to something that he buried in my backyard. What? That still is there right now because I never found it. Really? Yes. I mean, he said that. Yeah. It doesn't mean I that mean, that's true. That's awesome, theoretically. <laughs> it's Yes, it's theoretically awesome, but who the hell knows? Right. Um, and one other weird um, uh, recovered memory, when I worked at TGI Fridays, this was like like almost the height of like tchotchke garbage all over oh, yeah. the walls of a restaurant. Like Applebee's, like Office Space made fun of this, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got, everybody has to wear um, uh, buttons. Pieces of flair. P- pieces of flair. There was one of the servers um, who kept hiding notes in the the stuff hung on the walls inside TGI Fridays. So oh. one of them was like a toy car that was that was mounted to the wall. We had like Yoda puppets and just crap all over the walls. So he opened the trunk of the toy car and put a note in there, like signed his name, whatever. That's kind of awesome. And I was like, what are you doing? He was like, oh, I did this everywhere. There are notes for me all over this place. And <laughs> He was he was a weird dude, so I like I didn't think it was cool. I was like, yeah, right for him it was like, ugh. Yeah, for it to be him, I was just kind of like, this is really really weird that right. he's doing this. But I they're think, probably little confessions. Yeah, probably. I think that they the entire place has been renovated already, so mm-hmm. they probably just ripped all that crap off the wall and threw it in a big garbage pile. Yeah, well, that's something that happens a lot too. Like places will change hands and be demolished or whatever like if you have a time capsule buried in the wall of a school and that school doesn't exist anymore and Mm -hmm. it just gets torn down like that happens actually that we had this episode about real life treasure hunts where i talked about something called the secret yeah which was something where a guy buried treasure in different parts of the country and wrote out these really elaborate riddles to get to it and over time People have surmised that they're only, you know, a certain number because there are some left out in the world, but just based on the clues that they have from his poems and puzzles, some of them they've already said, like, it seems like it was in this building that was demolished. Yes. So forget about that one, like right off puzzle number 12. That's what I was trying to allude to before about those like whiskey bottles. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're probably destroyed. Or Mm -hmm. maybe somebody stumbled across it without knowing about the clues and the full history of it and just thought it was a weird curiosity and removed it and went on with their life. Right. Nothing is Which it is. It probably, for that guy, probably still kind of served his purposes. You just want people to come across them. That's very true. But like nothing is permanent. So if you're Mm -hmm. trying to bury a time capsule so that at some point in the future people will open it, like that's a fun thing to do. But man, there's a very good chance that yeah. you're burying something that nobody will ever see again. Absolutely. So you better ever. make it fun for yourself. Better enjoy it in that moment. Right. Um, and I do love the idea of time capsules that might be all around us, but the rules to them have been forgotten. The one you were just describing about that like um, that shell or whatever. Mm-hmm. What was that? Yeah. The bomb it's casing or something? Something like that, yeah. Like the idea that that was just there. Someone must have written down, there's a time capsule here. They and then have. the rules got lost. Yes. And so nobody remembered. Like, who knows? There could be tons of things like that. I think that there probably are. Yeah, it's it's super fun. It's it's really, really interesting. And once you start looking out for them, you like 
you know, it, it's kind of a fun way to look at the world. Like mm-hmm. I briefly have tried geocaching a couple of times, but then I just fall off. Yeah. But then it makes me feel like I'm seeing geocaches everywhere. So like I would be walking crumbs or something and there was kind of an abandoned area of a street by me in Highland Park. And there was this like turned over like Contigo to go cup. And I was like, I wonder if there's anything in that Contigo that could be a geocache. <laughs> so I gave a little look at it and there wasn't. But still, you know, it makes the world feel as if it's surrounded by magic, like when you're in love for the first time. I guess, or you're just walking around touching garbage. (laughs) I didn't touch it. Mm. What, you you kicked it? No, I just bent down and looked into it. Like a a velociraptor. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like a curious animal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Uh, I mean, Mm -hmm. why would it be a geocache? That's like a, a port key from Harry Potter. That's yeah. meant to look like nondescript, just like discarded refuse. Right. I, I was like, hidden in plain sight, eh? And here comes Kristen Anderson peeking around at every piece of garbage <laughs> she finds on the ground. I thought a geocache was like, you know, like hidden inside an old tree. Stuff like that. Like, not an old Contigo iced coffee travel mug. What if it had like a little, I don't know, like a little soldier figurine inside Resting it or on something? Its, then, and that's the geocache is the little soldier. You know, you're right. Kristen, yeah. live the dream. That's right. That's egg on your face. <laughs> yep. Look at me. All right, everybody. <laughs> well, that'll do it for us here on Guide to the Unknown. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We hope that you had a thank good time. You. Uh, this was fun. This was a fun sort of like off kilter one to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, thank uh, you so much to Tori yeah, for suggesting it. It's a great suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure that you go to our Patreon if you'd like more from us patreon.com slash gttupod every single monday we release an exclusive show on that patreon um and so this past monday we had another uh, uh the continuing playthrough we're doing for a video game called fatal frame maiden of black water it is a j horror ghost hunting video game where you have to take photos of ghosts as they attack you to fight back it is yep. super creepy, super weird. This one in particular, I think Kristen jumps, full-on jumps a couple of times. Something definitely startled me. I want to say, I just watch William play this game because I'm not really an adept gamer, so I just sort of observe. So, And I find it super fun. So my point is, if you're not a gamer and you wonder if that's not for you, I would say as not a gamer it is because it's really just kind of watching a story and interacting with it and the story is really cool um we describe it really well for audio but there's also a video version and yeah check it out there are tons and tons of things over on patreon and um a ton of them aren't video games even this is just kind of a special thing we do yes um and uh this coming monday we'll have another episode of course and that one's Mm going to be available for anybody starting at our banshee tier that begins at eight dollars or more Per month so come back monday to check that out no matter what tier you sign up for on our patreon the second that you're in you're going to unlock a ton of bonus material i should yep. say any tier from the ghost banshee or demon tiers we've also got a zombie mm-hmm. tier if you just want to back us for a buck because yeah. you appreciate the show that's um, right but the other tiers start at four dollars mm-hmm. so you can look at all those options at patreon.com slash gttupod and pick your pleasure please please do 
Um, you can find more uh, of Guide to the Unknown, everything that we do on our website. That's gttupod.com. Uh, information about how to advertise with us, um, contact information, our PO box, links to merchandise, 200 plus shows that you can check out from us um, on audio and video. Again, please consider sharing this show to anybody who you think might enjoy it. Let's grow this spooky little universe. Yeah, it's a huge deal. So if you wouldn't mind sharing the show, that'd be really appreciated. Undeniably, that is probably one of the... uh, Patreon and sharing the show. Those Mm -hmm. are the two biggest things that you can do to possibly help us. And and we can't thank you enough. Um, If you enjoy the show, honestly, that that's why we do it. So uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, thank you for, for sticking with us to the end here. Um, And you can also follow at GT at GTTU pod to keep up to date with everything we're doing or follow us online. Yep. I am at chillin Kristen. I am at the myth traveler. Uh, See you soon. Every weekday morning at 11 AM while I can, I'm doing these live puzzle streams on twitch.tv dot, uh, twitch.tv slash the myth traveler. Um, but for us, we're going to be back next week with more spooky, odd stories to discuss. But until that time comes, we must travel back to the netherworld. Go away. We've gone.